0: Welcome to another podcast from C to C. My name is Paul and as always I am joined by Jeff. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you today?
1: I am okay.
0: That is good because today we are listening to Spare Parts, the audio-drama from Big Finish.
1: Who would have guessed based on our voices?
0: I would not have guessed at all.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure how (laughs) anyone would have guessed based on my Cyberman impression. (laughs) I'm
0: out of breath from doing that. I don't know how cyber cyber people do that sort of thing without having no. draw breath. <gasps> Mind you, that takes us into the first opening
1: episode of Spare Parts. Dun, 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 dun. So, should we give a bit of backstory on this one? Yeah, go on then. Do do the backstory, Jeff. So th- this one is um it's a big Finnish classic really isn't it it's a fifth it Doctor is. adventure uh, almost twenty years old now um, I believe it came out in July two thousand and two I can't
0: believe um, it's twenty twenty years old it is no, yeah no. two thousand and two it was out yeah looking to it
1: again uh, not that long ago already for this podcast um, you know it 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 felt you know now of the time you know um and it it didn't feel old if you know what i mean and yeah you know kind of realizing how old it was actually i was like wow that is is a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) um so this is um a, a story that kind of serves as a bit of a an origin for Mm. for the Cybermen, doesn't it really? Um, really.
0: Some would say the definitive origin story of the cyber race. Indeed. Certainly it's the only audio I think that takes us deep into the heart of Mondas in its dying days as the Mm. Cybermen
1: are born, so to speak. Yes, that's it. Um, And, and it was the sort of loose inspiration for, um, couple of tv episodes wasn't it with the 10th doctor which was the the age of steel and rise of the Cybermen. Yeah, men it's not um i'm trying to it, still find those <laughs> those parallels yeah, somewhere we, but we talked about it briefly before didn't we it's not like um you know human nature or family of blood which mm. are um you know sort of <clears throat> you know direct translation of the book just about But i think there's just a few kind of you know the the, the themes of, of of picking people up off the streets and stuff like that. you know. Yeah,
0: and I guess a few yeah. nods in part two of that story where they're in Battersea Power Station, which has been turned into a big cyber conversion yeah. factory, does kind of echo the horror of spare parts, I think, in certain ways. So maybe that's it. And maybe also it's a way of um, saying a big thanks to Mark Platt in a way, you know, to give him the credit of actually coming up with spare parts or acknowledging what he did with that whilst at the same time saying we're not going to use your story yeah yeah <laughs> we we love what you've done mark we think it's brilliant we think it's fantastic um that honestly there's nothing is going to touch it but we're going to do our own thing and yeah. just to make sure that there's no comebacks we're going to set it in a parallel universe
1: yes yeah yours
0: still applies don't worry it's still canon but actually
1: ours is going to be on the TV. So yeah. but, but thanks mate. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll give you credit on, on the on <laughs> well, closing That, that kind of um, brings up an interesting point really, because yeah. obviously if we're going on the assumption that uh, big finish stuff is canon, which I believe it is, then this is an adventure that's happened to the fifth doctor. Well, um, Indeed. And then, but when we then have, uh, you know, human nature um, in book form for the seventh doctor, mm. and then it happens again on you know tv form for the 10th doctor isn't that just an adventure exactly the same as he had you know three regenerations ago so do you know what i mean it's it's how
0: do you know what you mean i suppose then it also depends whether you consider the virgin new adventures canon
1: yeah so it's it's that whole thing isn't it you know yeah yeah, i mean the whole debate
0: on canon it, it 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 roars through yeah. the internet with yeah. as, as much energy as a as an unstoppable wildfire. Every time you think it's been well, put out, like it flux, will spark up really. somewhere else and and get
1: <laughs>
0: and be inflamed once more.
1: Yeah. It, it, so I, I I guess you 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 know the TV uh, adventures are mm. you know that that's the prime stuff, and and you know the assumption is that a large chunk of the audience won't have listened to a big finish. <laughs> And That's probably one of you know, a, a virgin uh mm-hmm. you know novel. Um so yeah, this, this story then takes place on uh Earth's long lost twin planet, Mondas, doesn't it? Mm, uh, like you said yes. in its, in its dying days. And it's um they're sort of living you know, it reminded me a little bit of um, Zion in the Matrix uh, sequels, oh, uh, which I know is, is a couple of Paul's favourite films. There, um, but um, you know, it's it's they're underground, aren't they? Living, you know, close to the kind of mm. the warmth that's left. Um, you know, in a in a sort of. Pretty miserable-sounding city, uh, which possibly was London, I think. Um, yeah, and, um, I think they did say it was London. Didn't they? Yeah, and then they are—they're trying to get up onto the surface, aren't they? To, um, mm. to, to kind of carry out some work. The population, yes, yeah, um, and because it's so inhospitable, uh, the only way to do it is by replacing parts and organs with cybernetic um, in, enhancements I, mm. I did sort of wonder could they not just wear a suit uh, you know <laughs> but then there's no story <laughs> um, but yeah so that that's what they're doing isn't it and I'm, mm. it, it, tell me um, your your views on the Cybermen in a minute but I, I've always found them I mean they're one of my earliest memories from, yeah. from Silver Nemesis. You know, I love mm-hmm. that design of them and, and you know how they look and how they talk. And the the early um you know versions like like these ones that, that we see in um you know tenth planet and things and and most recently in like um World Enough and Time are you know they're they're horrific, aren't they? Really? Yeah, you know, it's definitely. sort of that, that bandaged head and there's a bit mm. in spare parts where um the, the doctor kind of Obviously, you know they're explaining things for the fact that we can't see anything, and he, you know, he says, "Oh, that you know they look like you know earlier versions of of themselves, and as they've gone on, um, you know, particularly in the more modern um, era of the show, you know, they've become kind of more, more sort of Terminator-like, haven't they? And Mm -hmm. and Iron Man-like in in their sort of persona, in you know the stomp, 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 and all all of that, and the you know the unstoppable kind of killing machine and then the uh, the Moffat ones just kind of looked like silver iron men really didn't they yeah
0: um, yeah those <coughs> nimble quick moving things y- yes well, they, they were weren't they yeah.
1: um and and then you know the world enough and time ones were kind of you know real kind of body horror cybermen ag- again and and um mm. you know then obviously we've we've had a shad in um in, you know the recent yeah, years yeah. was a brilliant uh, you know creation a real kind of you know, half man, half machine, mm. sort of monstrosity, um, and, and and he was fantastic. And I like the Cybermen. Um, you know, again, in in there, you know, it's they're, they're yeah, they are sort of they're a brilliant monster, and and the, the the whole concept of them is absolutely hor- horrible when you think about it. And there's a, there's a scene, a couple of scenes in this uh, audio particularly that really kind of hit that home, I think. And, and um, yeah. do you remember the bit again in, in World Enough and Time where they're all sitting in a room? And and um, they turn the sound on; they're all going pain. No screaming. Yeah. Oh, it's just you know, it's awful. So you know, they they're sort of. Mm. You see them in in the modern era, and you know they're all sleek and shiny, and they look really cool. Uh, but then when you look back at what they're actually like and think about what they're meant to mm. be, you know, that's when the the kind of horror of, of them really comes out. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of the old sibes.
0: Yeah, me, me, me too, actually. That. Yeah, when I mean when I when I was growing up, I I I mean I didn't see them on TV until the eighties in Earthshock. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I'd seen Cybermen on TV. So right. I had the whole seventies, sort of grown up with Tom Baker, and not a single Cyberman in sight. Because uh, I I don't I I never saw Revenge of the Cybermen. I was I was too young for that. But I had read it. Uh, I'd read the Target book of it, and I'd read a whole bunch of other Cybermen stories uh, throughout. The, the second Doctor, and I'd read The Tenth Planet as well. So, and, and the, one of the great things about The Tenth Planet, and actually, I think it's in Doctor Who and the Cybermen as well. Actually, there's like, I think at the start of both of those novels, <clears throat> there's a, a sort of prologue which describes um, how the Cybermen came to be. Yeah, the, the creation of the Cybermen. Right. And it's just a page and a half or so of italicized text, but it's um it's really quite creepy you know it's um it's really something i mean bizarrely the um, i'm just looking at this one actually that which is the novel is that target novel of the 10th planet and it starts centuries ago by our earth time a race of men on the far distant planet of telos sought immortality well that's wrong for a start isn't it so, <laughs> <laughs> and that's by jerry davis so what do we know what does he know about anything <laughs> but well, one of the so okay, so just dialing back a little bit. So the Cybermen always had, to me, a kind of legendary, almost mythical kind of vibe of, with with them. You know, I'd, I'd seen images of them and weird-looking silver machines with with giant space handles on really? the side. There, just something about that design really creeped me out. It, so I'm talking about the Invasion of Cybermen, and yeah. and also actually the, the Revenge of the Cybermen. Cybermen, because their handles were slightly looked like a vacuum cleaner hose pipe, which it probably mm. was. Yeah, <laughs> it's real purpose. Silver, yeah. <laughs> but it's just something really, really weird about it. And, and 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 I and I do remember when when the Cybermen were revealed at the end of episode one of Earthshock, I, I went into a loony fit because I just I loved them. I, I thought, wow, we've got Cybermen. And to be fair, that story absolutely did them justice as mm. a, a kind of intelligent relentless race of somehow not quite so unemotional um you know a, alien super invaders because the cyber the cyber leader in that arguably is driven by emotions mm. and i think that's always been a nice disparity between the concept of the cybermen and their realization the fact that you know that well, the very the, the tom baker story for example revenge of the cybermen right cybermen gaining revenge. Well, revenge is is an emotion, is, is an emotional reaction. It's it's a yeah. it's a driver motivated by emotion completely. Mm. If you yeah. had no emotions, revenge wouldn't really matter to you. It's just, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't seek revenge. And to be fair, I'm not actually sure the cybermen do seek revenge in that. It's just after eliminating something which could kill them after at the end of a big cyber war. But the history of it, the history of the cyber race, has always fascinated me. I think David Banks, who played the cyber leader in the eighties, wrote a book about all the disparate kind of um, genesis myths of the cyberman and attempted to bring them all together. I, I haven't actually read it; I don't have it, but I, I did listen to it in audio format, and that was something. So, yeah, they they've they've always been they've always been a, a big sort of attraction for me. I've had nightmares about Cybermen and being a tech side or becoming a Cyberman. And I think you're right, Jeff. I think, I think they do kind of uh, peel away the darkest um, body horror. It's never mm. really done it in the TV series. I don't think not much no. until recently until we saw the rise of um, age of steel and rise of the Cybermen. And, and again, like you said, in the world enough and time and the doctor falls, but spare parts goes at it and does not hold back yeah. It fully fully exposes the the muscle and sinew of the the cyber creation
1: and and i think um you know when they were sort of first created you know this mm. idea of you know electronic or machine implants and things in into a human body was was you know probably quite new wasn't it i think it was i think you it know, was in it, shocking. yeah and and so the, the sort of fear of that helped kind of you know inform and shape the the monsters. But you know even today it, it's probably more you know relevant than ever. Even if uh, sort of you know people are getting fillers and surgery mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff and changing the, the you know your body and and things on that level. We're, as well as just getting a you know new hip or whatever put yeah. in but you know the uh you know the the, the dad character in in this you know he he's got the heart unit isn't he um, that's right you know, yeah. him, you know pacemaker or, or whatever so you know it's you can kind of uh you know see the um the the uh, uh i was gonna say inspiration for the Cybermen, all, all around in in some ways but you know mm. it's, it's sort of they obviously you know they're a lot older than kim kardashians you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know um <clears throat> so yeah the the um there's the story um starts isn't it uh you know they they're sending a guy up to the surface aren't they and it's done mm. like an old sort of newsreel type piece isn't it is it?
0: Or, and almost like a moon landing in some ways yeah. is yeah. you know which which it obviously plays off of yeah and, he's uh, great and hope kind of subverts it we, you know yes we're going up onto a surface but actually it's the surface of our own mm. planet that's yeah. the big adventure
1: yeah, and it it, it doesn't um, it doesn't go very well for him, does it? No,
0: it doesn't. No, he <laughs> has a bit of a, a bit of a seizure, and
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Nissa and the doctor land on. Well, they they don't know that it's Earth straight away, do they? The doctor is um, pretty sure that it is, but she she's not convinced, is she? She's not convinced. No, she's not convinced that the
0: doctor's convinced. I think, isn't it? You know, she senses that he's not quite telling the truth, or that he does know where it is, but <laughs> it's certainly not Earth. And uh, the doctor's trying to trying to be quite flippant and buoyant about the whole thing. He, I think, he knows immediately where he is, and just needs a bit of confirmation that he is actually on Mondas. Because I think there's um, there's a line there's a line he says where Nissa darts off somewhere, and he goes, "I used to be such a good liar."
1: Yeah, he does. And and actually, just before that, he um, doesn't he say something like, we we should get out of here, which
0: he does yeah happens occasionally
1: yeah. with the doctor. Seeing. Thinking there's a there's a bit with the thirteenth doctor where she, she does similar to this, which is you know we, we need to get out of here. Um, although I can't think what um episode it was in right now. But then in in this one fifth doctor is fairly quickly. Oh, well, we'll just stay half an hour. You know, yeah. right? and that's when you think uh, <laughs> that's that's where you've gone wrong. You know. <laughs> yeah that 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 old chestnut. Yeah know, yeah will, didn't turn into half an, half an hour. hour it? So, yeah. So, they they split up, don't they? And um, go mm. go and um, investigate. Um, and, and this is where we we first meet Mr. Hartley and and the the daughter Yvonne. Um, and there's a brother, isn't there? A son? I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. His
0: name is Frank. I That's, believe. Yeah. So
1: they, they this is that um, they're they're trying to catch a, a cyber mat, aren't they? That's um, yeah. In, in um, the, house.
0: Yeah. So so dad is a, is a mat catcher. That's it, yeah, isn't it? Which yeah. is which is brilliant. I, I, one thing I, I love about these is how it feeds in the language that we know from the cyber race, right? Yeah, it's, um, it, you know, because I will just do the aside here actually because um, okay, so we, we get the, the the mat rat
1: rat catcher mat catcher, yeah, it's beautiful. Because so they, they think that it's nineteen fifties London initially, don't mm. they? So you know that that is of, of that era.
0: Yeah yeah and and it's dark you know it's almost uh, it's almost it's electric but it it almost has a kind of gaslight kind of feel to it doesn't mm. it you know it's cold there's mist there's a curfew in place you know don't let the police catch you and you know don't be out it's really dangerous and and I love the fact that in those opening sort of uh 20 minutes or so things are revealed slowly yeah you know and we don't jump in with great explanations we 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 come to involve ourselves in this world and its language and its ways by degrees and we've got a kind of overview we know it's a cyberman story we know this is mondas right we're told that on the back of the blurb and we know it's going to be the genesis of the cybermen so we 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 kind of as viewers have that sort of or as listeners have that sort of tension going on how's this going to play out now yeah what's the story how are we going to see that the cybermen Become Cybermen and, and and what's the what's the framework for that? What's the context of it? And the context is fantastically done, absolutely brilliantly. Because I mean, on a simple level, one one thing that's always kind of freaks me out a little bit is thinking about the the, the, the very term Cyberman. You know, why not saga women? No. I think saga women, saga women have been mentioned, but only as a kind of a kinky thing in the past. And a certain episode of Torchwood, which is probably best left unmentioned, so I won't do that again. But it's, um, you know, why why this obsession with the the kind of um, patriarchal pronoun? You know, everything's a man. And yet, as we sort of understand, as we get to understand the world, we have Dr. Man, right? And we have Sister Man. so. It suddenly starts to make sense that there would certainly be a Cyberman as well. You know, why, why don't we have Cyberwomen? And the only reason that we've, or we've the only way we've ever seen Cyberwomen is in some kind of kinky side story somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, and so why do we have to. Cyberman? And, and Mark Platt rationalises it because we have uh, we have a title Doctor Man and we have Sister Man, and both those characters are, are women. Mm. So the term Man is just a kind of a sort of catch-all. Sort of appendix to a job title,
1: yeah, yeah, it's um,
0: it, it, yeah, it's not kind of gender
1: specific, yeah, it, it?
0: But in, in the same way that we, we would have policeman and um, fireman, mm. we have yeah, we have doctor man and we have sister man. But whereas we would make the difference between policewoman, firewoman, but actually, do we have firewomen? We do have firewomen, but do we call them firewomen or do we call them firemen still? I don't know. I don't know uh, anyway. personnel, perhaps, you know. Yeah, maybe we, 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 we're sort of growing past the whole, um, you know, pronoun gender specific pronouns in in job titles. But yeah, um, Mondas obviously simplified the whole thing by just calling everybody man at the end of it. That's yeah. it, just <laughs> so then, which means that when we get Cyberman, we get Cyberman, and it makes sense, there's a context to it, you know. So, all but all but I think deeper than that, what we've already got. Is a society that um, is is kind of um, uh, getting rid of its differences in some way, right? Because obviously the cyber race—they all look the same, they all yeah. behave the same, they all perform to the same subset of rules. So already we've started to see those behaviours within the society itself. So again, it's like the cyber race becomes an extension of the Mondas race of people and and, yeah. and their moors and their attitudes and their you know everything that uh that describes their their livelihood it's it's quite it's quite chilling really yeah. there's no there's, there's there is no hope in this story there no. is literally no glimmer of light and any light that exists is very <laughs> quickly snuffed out
1: it is so, uh, you know even when we, we 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 meet um you know mr hartley and, and yvonne Uh, and Frank but not so much Frank but um you know the other two they're they're quite kind of upbeat aren't they and and it's quite a nice relationship they've got there it's
0: nice I think we need to to see
1: that actually yeah but but even that is uh you know like you're saying snuffed out kind of tragically in in a in a really kind of awful uh Mm. you know scene a bit later um so the doctor is uh, out exploring, isn't he? Um, and, it, and he finds a shop that's shut, and um, you know that's what, is that the first time when they sort of find out about um curfew and all of that? and um the chap there is his name's uh, Dodd, isn't it? and he's um, Thomas Dodd yeah, yeah he, he's um uh, sort of a surgeon, isn't he? you know, fitting uh, you know body parts and stuff he may he reminded me a little bit actually of um, Doc Ido um, in Alita. Um, because that's kind of right. what, what he does in that yeah
0: um,
1: except uh, Ido's not not creepy um, <laughs> um, and um, he's he's amazed that the doctor has got no uh, you know no, no um, inho- right, yeah right. no enhancements yeah. isn't he um, and he, he, he wants to um, talk to him about about the city and everything don't don't know he's he's an interesting character actually because because
0: obviously <clears throat> what the the kind of environment i think that mark platt is dipping into here is i think you said it's like 1950s mm. london type thing isn't it yeah that sort of post-war or even during the war kind of blitzing. yeah and and the character of dodd struck me as uh, as your kind of archetypal spiv character you know someone who's, who's a little bit seedy he's got uh, he's got loads of things going on in the background just step yeah. out of here dr we'll sort you out we'll get so. all oh, yeah, you've got a nice nice, nice pet nice set of teeth on you they're all your own i oh, think probably make something out of those he's, he's looking for an opportunity so i think he turned it with profit sell and make a profit you know buying and selling that kind of character i think and he, he does have this shop of spare parts doesn't he which has got a, a massive room at the back with things yeah. hanging up in bags which we which we find out later on uh, so, but he's, he's a lovely character he's quite endearing actually yeah um, he, he is he's, a an, an, a, he's yeah you know, he's, yeah he's, he's finding he's his not, way um, this really
1: dark world yeah he, he's yeah a bit um shady rather, rather than creepy shady. but but he's yeah he's not an unpleasant uh guy as, as such is he um <clears throat> so we, we we get a bit more um a- activity with um you know the hartleys don't we and this and uh
0: we um, do, yeah, and and again, it's so so Nissa kind of goes goes to or is is brought back to the Hartley's house because yeah. she sort of saves uh, Dad Hartley, doesn't she? She, yeah. um, you know, she it, the roof collapses on him or something, and she yeah. sort of digs him out, resuscitates him, and gets him, gets his heart going again, even though she thinks that actually he ought to be dead. Yeah,
1: she's surprised, pretty, isn't she? Surprised that he yeah. survived that.
0: and uh, That's the thing, but nonetheless, she's sort of credited with. Helping him survive, and and as a favour, they sort of bring back. She doesn't want to go back. She doesn't want to impose. She's really polite. I love Nissa. She's so polite, and she doesn't yes. want to put people in trouble. But they insist she can't be out after dark, so they've yeah. got to get back to her house. And and then we go back to their to their house, and it's um it's a it's sort of like a kind of normal northern domestic yeah. kind of family setting, isn't it? You yeah. Know, I, I, I would, all right. I put put tree on. Put kettle on. As let's make a brew. And they do have that very definite sort of northern dialect thing going on. Yeah,
1: they did, and and it was all quite... Can't yeah. do it,
0: Dad. Don't make me do it.
1: She's yeah. got to go. She's putting us all in danger. But that's it. He, he Frank wants to be uh, called up, doesn't he, to, to kind is, of volunteer yeah. for uh, what well, I guess at the time, uh, you know, they don't really quite realise how no, how it. awful Frank it's going to be. he's
0: going to be a hero if he puts yeah, on the, he, the he does. and yeah. breaks
1: through the surface of the and, planet. And he, he, he talks about, um, you know, wanting a call-up, doesn't he, with the, the mm. sister man, and she says he's he's, you know, not old enough for it. Um, and, and, but, you know, amongst all the kind of, you know, gloom of everything else, this, this felt quite nice and, you know, warm and, and sort of mm. cozy here, didn't it? Which again, when, you know, things happen later is, is, is even more, um, awful. So Nyssa, um, she wants to leave, doesn't she? Um, and, and much like with the doctor and, and Dodd, she, they won't let her because it's after hours, isn't it? Mm. So she, she kind of has to stay, um, uh, yeah, which Frank's not happy about, but no. Yvonne likes the idea of it. She's I was gonna a, say, yeah, her a, and um, identify with like, almost yeah. like her sister. Her and Yvonne have got quite a nice relationship, mm. haven't they? Um and and um, you know, they sort of they, they get on quite nicely, don't they? Mm. But Yvonne's not well, is she? She's uh, she's coughing and spluttering a little bit. She's, yeah, she's a bit sickly. A sister man, uh constant makes a phone call, doesn't she? Um we don't really know who's at the other end, but she's she's sort of um out, out patrol well they do patrol don't they to, to see who's out and about and um you know she reports that there's a, a stranger at, at the house yeah so system and constant
0: has kind of visited the family hasn't she had a yeah. little word with them and everything and I, I wasn't quite sure as to what sort of role she was and i think i understood by the end of it that it was almost a kind of quasi-religious role like literally like a sister like a nun, yeah, or, yeah. or something you know but but with um not very humanitarian uh not a very humanitarian outlook on things really uh, just a kind of almost like a recruiting tool wasn't she like, yes you know like a recruiter and again we've got these parallels between things that we know on on earth and you know particularly in sort of western british society where we've got this history of you know through, through the war and the post war where we, we've got you know we, we've got recruiters and we've got police on horseback, and we've got nuns, and we've got doctors and surgeons. But they're all very different here. And, and even, as well, we've got Christmas. And it seems to have a sort of Christmassy atmosphere, isn't it? There's some sort of unspecified holiday, which we take mm. to be a bit like Christmas. They've yeah. got a tree. They've got lights. They're putting up decorations. So we can immediately relate to it and place ourselves within that world. And it feels familiar. And through that familiarity, those small differences Become bright and at the same time dark. It's like a dark mm. light shining through these things that really creep you out. It's Mark Platt at his best throughout this. I have to
1: say. Yeah, he he has done a really good uh, a good job here for the
0: world building, isn't it? That's yes. what it is, you know. So yeah. for anyone,
1: I'm, I'm sure most finalists probably know
0: who Mark Platt, the writer of this, is, and and, and things he's done. So he's responsible for. For, and one of my all-time favorite uh, TV Sylvester McCoy stories, Ghostlight. Which the first time I saw that, I was blown away by it. And every time I watch it, I find something new to unearth. His and, uh, and he's done a couple of novels as well. He did uh, New Adventures called Cat's uh, Times Crucible, part of the Cat's Cradle trilogy, um, <laughs> which was equally dense and almost unreadable, to be honest. But really? <laughs> he's novelized a few other writers' stories as well. But you know, one one thing about Mark Platt is everything he writes is very considered you know when you're at school and you're sort of learning poetry and literature and stuff like that and the teacher points out similes and metaphors and says well this is what the <clears throat> writer intended and you'll think well oh, I know they didn't you know how do I how to how make those connections mm-hmm. you know the blue is blue you know he's not talking about the sky and everything else it's just the color blue well no with Mark Platt he absolutely means those deeper things you know he's he's almost like like James Joyce he's the James Joyce of the Doctor Who writer's room and you know James Joyce knew exactly what he was writing every word was considered every meaning every inter interlaced Element within the structure of a narrative was deliberate, and it's exactly the same with Mark Platt. I'd be really surprised if he said, "Yeah, I wrote it all by accident; it just sort of came together." No, no, no. I've, I've listened to this guy in interviews; he <laughs> knows exactly what he's writing, and the narrative in this is as dense as anything, but rich and full
1: of rewards. Yeah, it. it you can you can tell that that this um yeah this this world in it is you know it, it's it's meticulously planned and mm. designed to be certain ways and things Yeah, it's it's not just kind of you know they they turn up somewhere, together, you know. <laughs> no there, there really is a whole lot of world building um yeah, you know definitely. going on with, with this um so uh, after that um uh a, a bit the, the 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 doctor um he he wants to get back to the tardis isn't he and and this is where we get um what, what i think is quite a uh, a well known sort of visual is, is the cyberman, although not mm. quite converted yet, but riding on a horse. Um oh, yeah. which which also made me think a bit of um you know the Santarans wanting yeah, to ride a horse name. in the which yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. predates that. But, um, um yeah I love that yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe uh, maybe Chibs took a and bit of and it's a of, cyber horse as well.
0: it's but, had it's been it's got it's been augmented in some way, hasn't it? It's yeah. had replacements added to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it, again, it's... quite a, a sort of oh. horrible, um, you know, <laughs> image and, and, and thought there. You know, um, so uh, the the doctor um, uh, he does he, he runs, isn't he, with with um, Dodd, uh, whilst the Cybermen are kind of calling for, um, you know, putting out like a, an APB for them, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, and I think they're they're. <clears throat> I do sound like a Cyberman myself. Like,
0: there, 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 <laughs> ah. But they're almost Cyberman, And the Doctor notes it, doesn't he? He's like, they're not quite there yet. You can yeah, they haven't got the bandage heads and yeah, But it, they're literally just just a few steps away from yeah. the full conversion thing.
1: Maybe think about, you know, their, their um, well, of course, the first design, but, you know, the big boxy chest piece and, you know. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah. Sort oh, definitely, gravity, yeah. And, you know. and
0: And also... Those things we saw in mm. uh, in World Enough and Time, and the Doctor falls in the hospital. You know those screaming patients in mm. the bed. It is this is exactly that world, I think, that we saw in that episode. Yeah, you know that that's a slice of Mondas straight from Spare Parts. I think, shoved yeah. into that spaceship. I thought it was brilliant the way they they referenced that. So when Nissa and the Doctor get back together, they start having a, a bit of an argument as to what they should do. So, do they um, help these people because um, they're clearly on a one-way road to absolute destruction,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: or do they, um, you know, do they let do they leave them be? Because obviously the Cybermen, it, you know, they are a thing. They are they are a big force in in the Doctor Who universe, and there would be consequences if they didn't actually exist. So if the doctor and Nissa help them and they don't become Cybermen, then all those things that the Cybermen did and all the effects of that, the good stuff as well as the bad, never comes to pass. It's almost like that sort of genesis of the Daleks moment. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, right yeah. To, yeah. In these and these creatures, you know. And how, how can you be how can you even ask yourself that? Of course you must. You must, you must. And yeah, but do I have the right? <laughs> it's a similar kind of thing here again, isn't it? Because, um, but you know, there's a moral standpoint which NISA is absolutely unshaken on. You know, they have to help these people, yeah, because regardless of whatever happens in the wider universe, these are real people here. They've got yeah. names now, they've got lives, they've got families, you know, and there are whatever's going to happen to them happens to these people that they now know, and yeah. that puts a different spin on it. And the doctor has to kind of go with it really you know he clearly doesn't want to he knows there's going to be trouble he doesn't have any idea how this is going to play out and then just kind of throws himself into it in typical
1: fifth doctor fashion yeah that's what i was going to say of course for him it ended up you know having a you know great big personal cost in that um in you know in in some ways um and and i think yeah you know this having met the family and particularly yvonne you know it's Mm. it's it was a really good way of um you know, d- developing that, yeah. uh, you know, the connection with people and seeing that, the, you know, in the story, these are real people and, you know, they, mm. they can't, uh, you know, they, they can't let them, um, <clears throat> you know, fall, fall a victim to everything, even though it's that old old thing of, well, you know, do, do you save a handful of people for, you know, for more, do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, mm. well, what do you yeah. do here? So it's quite a, you know... A, a, it's a, a conundrum a moral, for uh, sure. yeah quandary um and i i would the 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 right thing to do is help people isn't it but um you know the the doctor's right you know what does the the impact of Mm. doing that have on on the rest of time and and things but you could argue you know no Cybermen is 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 better you know I think um, of all the
0: people that they again, like the Daleks, isn't it? All the people they
1: slaughtered, you know? yeah. All the people yeah. Cybermen converted, all the. But that's it. they, they you know they destroyed in there, yeah. They turn them into the themselves, don't they? But they're still you know they're still mm-hmm. deleting people and getting rid of them, aren't they? You know, there's, well, there's yeah. There. And
0: it's and it's kind of interesting, sort of
1: watching this back,
0: having watched uh, recent Cyberman stories. So the uh, in particular was it the um, the Timeless Child two partner mm-hmm. at the end. What's what's that Cyberman story? Ascension of the Cyberman. Ascension of the Cyberman, there you go. So those two stories there where we have the last remnants of humanity at the end of the cyber war, don't we? We've got the the remains of the cyber race, the remains of humanity. And it's been a brutal war. And I think Big Finish have dipped into that cyber war a few times as well. I think Sword of Orion, which I think was before this one. It might have been slightly after, but the Eighth Doctor story is great. I mean, I, I love that. But we digress. So the idea is that the doctor thinks, okay, well, I can do something. You know, if I can't directly interfere, let's help the people help themselves. So he yeah. starts the church bells ringing, hoping that it all kind of lead to some sort of insurrection, which I think it does. There's a lot of shouting going on. It's, it's very difficult sometimes with audios to really get a, a flavor of exactly what's going on. I think, like you, I remember this because I think we might listen to it around about the same time yeah, yeah, driving. Yeah, to we well, were driving yeah. to yeah. somewhere in the middle of the country from our different locations yeah. to do a job together, and uh, we both said we'll listen to spare parts on the way up. And I wasn't going to, but I did. And it was it was that moment where it's quite windy outside, it was getting dark, and and this thing was unfolding around me in the car. Mm. But, uh, and thankfully, I was able to concentrate on most of it, but just a few bits when I came to roundabouts and things. Yeah, and then sort of and then yeah, you and get a bit down the road. Driving.
1: <laughs> yeah, you get down the road, and you're like, oh, I've missed something. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's that's it but but I think I, I got most of it, so yeah, there's an awful lot of shouting, there's an insurrection, there's some police kind of trying to regain control of things, yeah. there's some things being thrown, and and it does you know, there, there, there is some sort of upset going on, but I kind of suspect that, um, actually, that's the doctor helping the whole cyber conversion process in the end because he sort of draws attention to himself, he he forces the central committee, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a minute, uh, to take action. And brings himself to the notice of the notorious Dr. Man Allen, who comes in in part two, right? Played by the rather magnificent Sally Nivette from uh, Blake Seven. She was Janet in Blake Seven. Did you ever oh, watch Blake Seven? No, I, I haven't. You know, no. No.
1: I know you big. You got to watch it. C- you C- got C- to watch it. We it. should
0: do a Blake 7 podcast. Whenever Jeff gets around to watching Blake 7, we'll do it
1: episode by episode. We'll be like up for that. that. Let us time. know. Tweet
0: in dear <laughs> <for your> listeners.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it all kicks off a bit here, doesn't it? You know, that yeah. uh, people weren't supposed to go up to the church tower, were they? So once that bell starts ringing, um, mm. you know, that sort of, you know, something is is going on, is isn't it? You know. And so everyone starts kind of not not rioting, but, you know, Coming out of their houses and stuff like that, um, the 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 cyber police try to sort of stop everything, don't they? And and mm. um, it, it doesn't really uh, it doesn't work. Um, uh, but, but they do but, start they... getting quite violent, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I was going to say they that they a a do stop people. Yeah, but yeah, yeah as, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the doctor and this have a bit of a Barney about Adric, don't they? Here as well. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's and Then it's a good quite. One. Quite a lot mm. of guilt and uh, you know pain there, and and I wonder if uh, if this this is um, sort of desire to do something is is partly uh, you know born out of the fact that Adric died you know essentially yeah, at is. the yeah. hands of the Cybermen, and, mm. and and the Doctor is probably torn in in wanting to do the same, but mm. you know fearful of the uh, you know the greater impact of everything. And again, if he you know if, if he does act here, why didn't he act
0: to to go back and save Adric in some yeah, way. Yeah, that's you know, what it's... she
1: asked him, isn't it? You know, why, yeah, why I
0: didn't, yeah. I didn't do something because there? Because he must be thinking, actually, yeah, if I, if I can do this, then I could have done that, but mm. I didn't. So the guilt mm-hmm. that the Doctor would be carrying from that and the remorse would be really, really something. It's, it's an interesting thing, actually, just that that whole thing with Adric and the Cybermen and the Doctor, because I think whenever we've had Cybermen done well in subsequent stories, and I think particularly because you mentioned it, the Ashad story, the Haunting of Villa Diodati, it's, um, there is, a, there is a, a passion that the Doctor has when it comes to facing off against the Cybermen, because we've had s- Adric, which was the big thing, and then we had Bill
1: in, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the Twelfth Doctor. Yeah, right? which Thirteen referenced, didn't she? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and and, and those Doctor.
0: those two deaths have really affected the Doctor big time, and yeah. they've all been at the hands of Cybermen. Cybermen. So it's, um, I, I think there there is a special electricity when the Doctor comes up against Cybermen in in a really good story. I think yeah. certain stories they possibly have been used brilliantly. They've just been stomping robots. Yeah. And we've kind of lost that edge that that they, they probably should have, but haven't always exhibited. But I think that's just the nature of Doctor Who, and you know the kind of just having stories written by various writers, yeah, so want to yeah tell a different, different story. Yeah, it's right. not about Cybermen. <clears throat> cybermen are more of a vehicle, whereas where they've been really important the story has been about cybermen you know the, yeah. the ashad story and, and this story and earth shock and you know they are absolutely what they are and what they do is essential
1: to the story that plays out so there's um There's a bit more cybermat action here, isn't there? Oh yeah, little Matty goes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, Yvonne gives it to um, Nissa, doesn't she? she Like a cute little kid. (laughs) She doesn't uh, know. Doesn't know, does she? She thinks it's just. Nobody knows what this thing
0: is. It's just. uh, Yeah, and the Mondassians don't think anything of them, do they? They're just mats, you know. And it's never really explained what they really are or how they came to be. I think it's hinted at in certain ways, but again, that's what I love about Mark Platt's stories. He never explains anything.
1: I I, I was thinking about it in relation to... Yeah, you know things things on the show, and <clears throat> you know you see people online saying, "Oh, we we didn't get an explanation for this, or we didn't get more of this," but I I don't think you. and I'm not being critical. I just don't think you always mm. need it. And also, no, there, I, I, I agree. There yeah, is a time I, limit on stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't need a backstory about you know how the Cybermats were invented. Perhaps it was a mm. toy that they made that the, you know that the kids and it got corrupted and yeah, you know evolved s- somehow. And Cybernet and... took over, and you know that yeah. you know they've they've gone bonkers. So, yeah, I I, I think. You know they're they're there and they're part of that mm. world. When we were talking about the world building and how and how good it all is, but there there is a limit to, to what you can do. I think before mm. you end up having to explain, you know, everything in in yeah. And, and, and Mark Platt often pushes
0: past that limit. I think <laughs> he doesn't really worry about explanations if it's not. I mean, I mean, Mark Platt tends to write in uh, you know he he loves seems to love rich <clears throat> symbolism. Mm. And pulling parallels from you know in, in order to, to 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 create an atmosphere and um, and 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 almost in a way kind of tell a story in in a very shorthand sort of way. So he'll tell us you know something will happen more by implication than by description you know or even show even showing us. It's um, you know just just bringing in certain symbols and certain. Um, kind of archetypes and things and just putting them in the right places implies that a story is happening that does this but i don't need to tell it because you get it you all understand those symbols it's a common language Mm. so let's move on and do some more rich atmospheric world building and stuff
1: yeah yeah um so the body horror yeah i always like a bit of that so I thought that there was a bit of um uh you know tension between the committee that, that you mentioned earlier um, and, mm. and Dr Manallan. so Yeah th- th- her um her job is to sort of you know kind of you know get well, she, she's overseeing the, the Yeah she? yeah get everything moving as mm. what I was going to say and um she she says um uh, some along the lines of you know we, we need to save the people and, and the committee mm. are wanting to speed things up aren't they and, and people are dying and, and they yeah need to yeah so, as it kind of plays out that's yeah and she doesn't kind of want to to push it that way does she mm. um and and you know the the um the committee say you know we must survive um and, mm. and so you know it's that sort of you know the the cyber brain. You know the cyber commander. I know that's not quite what it is here, but it you know it's already yeah. well. The the initials are the know. same,
0: aren't they? It's the Central Committee CC Cyber Controller. It's essentially yeah. one of those things. You know, big giant cyber brain coordinator. Yeah. everything. Yeah,
1: and and it's already yeah, and it's it's developing on its own in mm. in theory, and you know it's got its own goals, and you know she, she's just there to help. Uh, you know, reach those for, for it now that they yeah, don't well, care about actually saving <laughs> humans, they want to save themselves now, yeah. you know. Th- th- uh. But
0: again, it's like, um, it's, yeah. it's how the technology is kind of repurposed it at certain ways and evolves through that repurposing into something that it was that that maybe people would never have seen coming. It's something sneaking up on you, you know, when it blinds when it blindsides you, right? So, you, you have a technology, okay? So, I think that. The progress is right. Everyone's living under underground, so there's no, you know, there's limited resources: air, water, fuel, all that sort of stuff is just dwindling, and it can't be replaced quickly and very quickly. It's not being replaced at all, so they're going to run out of resources. Um, So the only way they think they can get up to it is at the top. So you've got two things. So you've got firstly, how do we keep people alive so we can replace certain organs with spare parts? You know, We can replace the hearts and lungs and various other things. So that will keep people alive long enough to keep procreating, hopefully. But then of course, we're going to burn up resources longer. So then you get this vicious circle there. So, okay, what else do we need? Well, we need to get to the surface. Right. So we've got to break through somehow. Well, the, the environment is hostile. We're somehow traveling through deep space. We're well out of our normal orbit. It's yeah. just cold out there. There's It's vacuum. There's nothing. But there might be some resources that we can dig top down. So, but, so we've got to build an environmental suit to protect people as we go up there. Okay. So we've already done the spare parts thing. So what about we take that a little bit further and we really build the environment around the person? And then you can, so you can kind of see how it it sort of evolves. It it kind of just, and and again, like we just said, it's never explained Mm -hmm. that that's the evolution, and that's maybe just my interpretation of it, pulling from the certain clues and uh, you know snippets that are dropped in. But suddenly everything becomes about the race for full conversion yeah. at the point within the story it reaches that pivot point the cyber the, the central committee decides that this is actually the only way it is going to survive regardless yeah. of the people it's going to survive yeah. through these people if they're converted and that becomes its overriding goal so the the whole program is kind of either subverted or accelerated
1: towards that end you you could look at it like um you know, once the uh, obsession with plastic surgery begins for some people, yeah. you know, it doesn't end, uh, you know. It just, it, you yeah, know.
0: exactly. Yeah, and, it becomes a, it's, it's a self-fulfilling goal end, doesn't yeah. it? You know, and, it's the end of everything.
1: And how much of that, uh, what was it, is it Theseus's ship, but in human form, how much of that person is is yeah, left that's yeah, original, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I still, I think that's quite, you know, that they, 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 they become sort of obsessed with the, the, you know conversion and everything mm. don't they and, and you know d- developing all of that yeah um, but i love
0: the fact that dr McAllen is is really embittered by the whole thing she's a cynic she drinks you know she pretty much swears and you know she's not happy with anything and she's just you know she's doing it because and, and all all the words she says are, are, are just dark you know they're yeah. all very nihilistic there's nowhere to go what, what oh, there's a wonderful line she said which is something like um, you know, we're in a pit and it's going to get darker or something like that. You know, of course it's going to get darker. We're in a pit or, or something like that. I, I should listen back and wrote it down because it was brilliant. And that, which kind of sums up the whole story. You know, it's, it, it, everything happens in a closed system. There is no way out.
1: No. It's And, just... and the way, the way out isn't working. No, me. that's it. And the
0: way out is
1: full conversion. Yeah. <laughs> that's it yeah. Really, isn't yeah. it. yeah. Which is not really a, good way, Not out. Really a way out at no. all.
0: It's a, it's a way to survive, but you know, is it a way for the AI to survive? Really, there's that that thing. You know, it's a, and we oh mate. Just while we're on the subject of uh, the 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 central committee slash cyber controller thing, the sound on that thing is absolutely brilliant. Ah. Yeah.
1: we remarked on this, didn't we? We, we, we were, did. Like, I, I, I said, I, I, "I, it was so um, robotic and kind of electronic sounding. Yeah. I couldn't kind of make out everything." I that think that's the idea, it, but, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. the sound
0: I, comes at you. It's got volume. Yeah. It's got mass. And it's it's yeah. disparate. It's like a, it's like different voices coming out you, know, all mm. massively ramped up with the electronic um, sort of reverbs and stuff, and yeah, heavily over-treated and right up there into the red levels. But I love it. It just it, it has a real alien feel to it that just yeah, honestly, I, I think it's yeah. brilliant, and it, I it think it does really become well clearer through, in each time <laughs> it appears. And right towards the end, all the voices seem to come together in in unison. Yeah, those early things when it just blasts through the the the, the, was it a a palace or something? The central palace,
1: and it just fills the world, and it is astonishingly good. That's a good point, actually. It it did get um, easier to kind of figure out Mm. what was being said, and and maybe it was because I was getting better at kind of deciphering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, Or you know, as as the machine. Yeah, <laughs> as the as the committee had become more developed, it, mm. it was more kind of streamlined and, and coherent. So the, we mentioned this earlier, but um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about in this story, and I, I think we should just kind of look at the, the main big points. But one one of them is when Yvonne gets the call cool up, isn't mm. it? Yeah, mentioned earlier, and, and yeah. Frank is really uh, not happy about. He's not that. happy about it and, at all. Um, there's that that bit where. Um, uh, system and constant is um you know looking through the lines of people that are going to be processed and, mm. and Yvonne is there and, and she wants to know when she's going to get her uniform because she can't wait for her dad to, to see her in it and you know it, it's like uh you know going to the school you know play or something and waiting for your yeah. parents to see you know and she's all really excited about mm. and has just you know got no idea what's to before her you know later Paul, let's talk about Yvonne for a minute. You know, we've mentioned her a few times now and and she really has quite um, a a tragic story in this, isn't she? You know, she's sort of filled with with hope and, you know, things and, and sort of despite the... Crappy uh, world that they're in, you know. She, mm. She's a positive uh, soul, and and then gets the call up, and then is obviously you know converted, and and um, she she makes her way home, doesn't she? Uh, oh, at man. some point, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know her, yeah. her dad is um he's he's broken by, it, isn't he? You know yeah, she's, she's sort of some sort it. of she's some sort of half converted, mm. you know monstrosity um, who, who can't sort of. You know, breathe properly or talk properly, yeah. and you know, it. it's just um, it, it I really it goes, kind of it goes on
0: as well, doesn't it? You know, her, her wails and sort of yeah. cries of terror <clears throat> and fear, yeah. Oh,
1: and yeah, and it, uh, it reminded me, this was the bit probably that mm-hmm. most um reminded me of yeah. uh, Age of Steel, where where the the doctor has got the um, the the Cyberman uh, in the um. Mm. <clears throat> tunnel thing whatever it is um and it hasn't quite has it got a broken uh inhibitor emotion inhibitor or something and, and yeah and it, it's a woman in inside isn't it and she, mm-hmm. she's looking for her um fiance isn't it at the wedding day or something and she's cold and, and confused mm-hmm. and oh, you know we we talked a bit about this um on a, on another um podcast but some people think that Doctor Who is uh, it's not genuinely scary and I think if you're young it it quite probably is but Mm -hmm. I think if you are grown up like we are in theory um, but you, you can look at something and understand and see mm-hmm. why it, it, it is scary and and often uh, as in in this instance it's more psychological you know mm. I'm, I'm not kind of you know ooh, it's not horrible visuals looking at the the cybermen particularly but that thought of being you know trapped in a body that isn't yours yeah. and you don't know what's going on and you know oh god it's just you know i said it before but it's just awful you know and, yeah. and the stuff we move on is is Horrible, um, and Mm. and you see the um, you know, the impact, like you know, it it breaks the dad. Um, and and we we don't often see, um, you you know, what happens, you know, when when people are killed by a a monster in the show, Mm. do we? You know, no, we don't, which, which, you know, obvious reasons, time, etc., you know, family Um, show, yeah, family show, yeah, let's go to all that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think with with this one, this is probably the first time we'd really properly seen cyber conversion. I know before this, we'd had um, okay, so there wasn't anything in our shop, but Attack of the Cybermen had a sort of half converted uh, Commander Lytton, the mercenary with the you know the, who'd been in Resurrection of the Daleks, and that was quite a, a kind of horror scene, but it was quite mild. I think you know there, there were letters of complaint to the BBC because there was blood right. You know on the hands you know that squeezes brains out or something and yeah that that wasn't the done thing on doctor who so you can see how delicate these things are but you know spare parts is is the first time we really go on that journey all Mm -hmm. the way into the conversion process and get that and then there's that moment with Yvonne isn't there she's kind of led through and we do see it I think in in uh, Rise of the Cyberman, where I yeah at the power station and all the blades come down yeah it, and it sort in of, parts, um... you get like a similar kind of yeah. sound effect as you just have to imagine it and I think back then I did imagine it to be like whirling blades and everything just chopping her right. up into pieces and taking bits off and replacing them with other things and just you know, it's it, it's really it's vivid without being descriptive. You know, it yeah. just brings
1: it in through yeah. use of the sound. That's and... it. You you picture it in your head, and it, it's mm. it's probably quite horrific. Um, You know, but on the TV show, it was almost a little bit cartoony. I think uh, it kind of had to be though. Well, it, to be exactly, sad, it had to be, the be full for, horror for of it is just yeah. nasty. You know, with <laughs> just... the, but the it, what what's going on inside those. Mm. Uh, you know cubicles as it were would it would yeah. have been pretty you know pretty grim <laughs> so, but of
0: course you know, in an audio you know designed yeah, for it's, it's, know, it's, anyone who's gonna be crazy enough to pick it up it
1: doesn't yeah, need this, it, it, it becomes doesn't as horrible uh, as, yeah, yeah. as you as you want it to be yeah yeah. Um, uh, so why don't we um look a bit more towards the end of the um the for the, sure yeah yes. because um you know dear listeners we could go through every beat of the story but we're we're sure that you've uh a possibly listened to this before, um, and B not got six hours to uh, <laughs> listen to us. Uh, you know, talk it through. So, yeah, like we said earlier, this this really is uh, you know genesis of the Cybermen, isn't mm. it? And it? And 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 the, the genesis of them comes from uh, the most unexpected of sources in some ways, doesn't it?
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, because um, because Doctor and um suddenly sees. That the doctor himself could be uh, could actually provide the key to um, a successful cyber program, yeah, and manages to convince the central committee that that's the way they ought to go as well. I think, is not it? Yeah, and uh, and actually, because he's an alien, um, doesn't matter. No Mondassians get hurt in the process, so she can experiment on him to her heart's content.
1: Yeah, take things
0: out of him, mess things around, and. Do whatever the hell she wants.
1: Yeah, and, and maybe his, uh, uh, you know, his his biology could become mm. quite helpful for, for them. Yeah, um, which again magic.
0: kind of um, uh, sort of prefigures the uh, the the, 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 the time lord cyber people, cyberlords. Yeah, Cy- yeah. Was that what they called yeah. cyberlords? Yeah.
1: Cyber yeah. cyberlords, isn't anyway, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, time lords I, I really, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought they were great. Um, you know, that was a sort of. Um, uh typically kind of crazy master scheme Uh, and um you know there's been uh you know the the daleks versus cybermen in the show Mm. you know that was kind of a a myth wasn't it that didn't actually happen on screen until um you know doomsday and things uh, Mm. an army army of ghosts um and and so you know the kind of mixing uh things together it seems a bit like actually why why has this never happened before you know why why do we not have uh y- you know uh sea sea warriors and ice you know <laughs> sea devils and ice warriors together you know um but yeah i i liked the um you know the the cyber lords you know something that can just keep regenerating inside and and live live on you know it's, mm. it's quite a Quite a good, uh, but gross, uh, in a concept. So yeah, they they, they want to um, they want to use the doctor, don't they? Um, mm. in, in the end, here. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> she does, and um,
1: and it all, all kind of goes goes
0: to pot at the end, doesn't it? I mean, the, mm. the, the climax of this story is is really something. It's like you know, system system and, uh, system and constant becomes converted as well, does she not? I think, you know, the cyber, uh, the central committee goes absolutely wild, achieves a kind of unity, becomes clear on its purpose and its direction, orders then that everybody should just kind of pile in. The the atmosphere is being vented. There's mist forming as what's left of the air is getting blown out of uh, you know in, into space there's buildings collapsing the whole world which has always been terminal anyway just becomes just increasingly so falling it's falling to pieces it's on itself into yeah. a singularity like a, we you
1: know, we see dodd again don't we from, we the, do from earlier dodd. in the, in the yeah, story yeah. he's he's been yeah. converted but he um if i remember rightly he seems to sort of maintained the doctor knows it's him doesn't he yeah so, yeah. else, and know, that's we... it
0: and, and clearly this is the other yeah. thing which I think the new series has done quite well actually it's um the site the conversion process isn't always perfect no you know it doesn't actually always eliminate emotions you know and, and if that's down to faulty inhibitor chip or whatever it, it doesn't really matter the, the fact is And it kind of explains why we get a a somewhat emotional cyber leader in Earthshock and similarly in Revenge of the Cybermen as well. You know that it's almost like, despite the quotation fingers, aspiration to become driven by logic devoid of emotion, Mm. the genesis of these these people is that they are human and we see them being human. And the strength of that humanity, Mm -hmm. even the worst aspects of humanity, as we've seen with Ashad they can still carry through the conversion, you know, and still drive. And and, and we, we see the positive aspects of humanity kind of really sort of being the end of Yvonne. And maybe there's a thing to be said that if humanity survives in this form, it's the negative aspects of it that will actually carry us through, which is really bleak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in keeping with the, with the themes of the story, in a way, <laughs> that's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, you too. think that we will survive as a race purely because we've got uh, a bunch of psychopaths amongst our population? Yeah. I, I did read somewhere that um, that humanity's survival has actually depended on on psychopaths in in in, in back in the distant past. there, there are times when. If 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 humanity ever faced an extinction event and it had to battle for survive, right? All the um, all all the suppy lovelies like me and you, Jeff, we we wouldn't last five minutes, I'm afraid. You know, we're we're not we're not hunter killers. You know, we 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 wouldn't bash somebody's brains out. Yeah, well, it would take yeah. a lot for us to actually bash somebody's brains yeah. out with a blunt instrument. Whereas you psychopath, well, that's what they do in their day job. Mm. So you know, when it comes to survival, at the extremes of humanity's road, yeah, you know, that, they're the that ones point. who are going to
1: carry us through. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I I just watched Walking Dead last night, and um, <laughs> you know that 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 is exactly it's that. A grim you know. thought, isn't it? It's yeah, a it's pretty a horrific. Thought. And you know, we we have our heroes in that show, but but mm. actually, you know, okay, that you know, they're not all people in it. But you know, how how heroic actually are they? You know, because of what they're doing, it's it's done to survive. And you know, Rick Grimes when he was in it, mm. um, you know, was the sort of you know the 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 hero but actually was was he as bad as the as the sort of baddies that you know he mm. was you know trying to uh take down to protect his family and things and and you know it, it, you get put into certain situations and you're forced to do certain things aren't you and and um you know yeah if, if you're uh delicate flowers like we are you know you yeah. you're not going to survive um but yeah that's really interesting you know the world will be populated by nutters because <laughs> <laughs> when the apocalypse comes oh there's an idea for a for a film there yeah a, <laughs> Come a, on, apocalypse. Apocalypse nutter. yeah um so the the um oh there's one thing in in the uh, spare parts here they're pouring wine into the uh to the, oh, back, yeah, back right. of the committee or something sort of make them drunk yeah, You're and really I, pissed I up psychopaths saying that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah st- staggering all over the place. Yeah. I I must have slightly missed uh, why they were doing that when I was listening whilst driving. Um, but I was like, what? Why are they putting water yeah,
0: into it? It's um, oh gosh, I can't remember now. It's like um, it's some sort of vat of nutrients, isn't it? And the doctor yeah. wants to contaminate it with something to change or delay the 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 the, 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 ev- the evolution of the of the cyber planner or the the central committee. I I think it is a cyber planner by now, isn't it? At the end of it. And, and the only thing they've got that can possibly have any possible effects is, is Dr. Manalan's stash of wine Mm. and they just literally start smashing bottles and throwing them in there. Don't they? And it, and it does seem to have some sort of, um, uh, effects on uh, on on the Mondasian cyber people.
1: So- it, it's the sort of one that uh, probably needs another listen to, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. that last episode to um, kind of take it all in. But yeah, it, it ends with um, y- you know the planet kind of, uh, uh, but they're not people anymore, are they? It's, it's A new, a whole new race, really, getting ready to kind of.
0: Yeah, that's right. I I, it, I, I do remember now. So. Because they've sort of um, changed the cyber planet, or um, or, or done it in, they, they they do kill it, don't they? Or, or they do they not kill it? They um, they they knock it back a bit anyway. At the very least, yeah. they don't actually kill it, but they might actually kill it. But then Hartley's still there, isn't he? At the end of it, and he's put in charge of um, sort of a reconstruction project. So. I think it's a thing where the doctor thinks, okay, so we haven't actually destroyed the Cybermen, but maybe we've changed them into something. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And so so they kind of so he and Nissa sort of leave
1: the remnants of yeah. on a bit of a, a bit of an upbeat. It's a bit more positive. Yeah. yeah Mr. Yeah. Hartley tells the doctor that um they're gonna use some notes to try to reverse the processing and add some more humanity back into the Cybermen. Ah, there you go. Um, uh so they they leave and then we we have another scene uh where um Happy they look. yeah they haven't looked yeah. at the doctor's notes and and um uh a con- system and constant tells Dr Manellan that the logical course would be to increase the processing um, and they have a new future thanks to the doctor um and, and it ends with uh, Dr Manellan we begin again so m- my kind of interpretation mm. was that the, the doctor has helped them uh, but they're not interested in in putting the humanity back in. And uh, well, one they... of the uh, one of
0: the the Cybermen has
1: survived, doesn't
0: he? Zeng, Zeng, yeah. Zeng, Zeng, Zeng. We will survive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to put any effects on that. <gasps> yeah. yeah, and it's um, yeah we begin again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, so I, uh, I
1: I liked this story. This is a story that I um I, um, I you know I said I liked it. I do, uh, and I would listen to it again at, at some point. It's been years since I've listened to yeah, it, same. Um, but it's not it's not one to enjoy. Do you know what I mean? Because there's. there's yeah bleak and um, you know it's tragic with you know Yvonne and Mm. you know that family getting torn apart and um, you know the the doctor is sort of forced to help uh, you know forced to um, you know create the Cybermen in some ways you know it's almost this sort of opposite of um, you know Genesis of the Daleks isn't it where you know the doctor has got the opportunity to stop them and in this one well he's got the opportunity to stop them but also he ends up sort of spurring it along Mm. a bit doesn't he Mm. So yeah there there was a lot a lot in this to you know to like um and 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 I can see why it's it's a classic of um you know and so yeah. well regarded you know mm. um, and and it feels like a uh, you know a, a great fifth doctor you know p- performance by by Peter Davison oh, and, and really yeah. kind of uh, um, uh Gives him a lot to do, yeah,
0: um, and Nessa and uh, as well. Actually, yeah, I was just going to say, pretty and, badly and served I, I, on TV, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I, I like her. I never, you know, never disliked her, but yes, mm. exactly. I felt she had a lot more to do in this, yeah, um, yeah. and and I wondered when this took place. Ah, would I you, can help you there. It would have took place have a, between Time Flight yeah. at the end of season nineteen and After yeah. Infinity, which kicks off season twenty. Okay, so hence it's obviously after Adric and things. So then, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a Tegan, nuth- Tegan leaves at the end of the Time Flight. Yeah, I wonder why she, she wasn't back. Here. They they yeah. go to
0: Amsterdam after some indeterminate time to Doctor Nyssa. Yeah, uh, and look, oh, there's Tegan. Hello. <laughs> so it's it's literally she she hasn't left at all. Right. She's in the next story, but there's that whole space between those two seasons where. A lot of stuff can happen. And I, I would have loved to have seen a few adventures with just the Doctor and Nissa.
1: Yeah, I, I really like. What big have
0: done is really explore that, that dynamic between them. It's like, yeah. you know, they get along, but Nissa's not afraid to stand up and hold her ground. And she no. does it in a way that is very, very different to Tegan. You know, Tegan would, 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 would stand her ground because she just believes that she's right, even though she knows she's wrong, but she wouldn't be able to admit it. And she's stubborn that way. Whereas with Nissa, it's a very strong moral standpoint she, she has. But there's also a tragic side to her character as well from, you know, her, her dad being taken over by, by the master and keeping mm. track. And, and, you know, the fact she lost her mother and it was brought up in, with an evil, wicked aunt and all kinds of stuff. You know, she's had a rough old time, Nyssa. You know, yeah. and, and yet she still holds firm to, you know, the, the good stuff that she believes in. She's a real moral rock in 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 the stories that she's in even mm. even when the doctor isn't always you know it's uh, yeah it's, it's quite an interesting there, dynamic
1: um <clears throat> the reason i wondered when it was set is because there's a story called war zone uh, slash conversion mm. which came out um 2019 and that's a fifth doctor with tegan and nissa uh and yeah. mark um who? who uh mark i think he might be an audio only um, character, yeah. um, and that sort of um is a Cyberman one again, it? Mm. and it deals a bit more directly, uh, you know, with the fallout from Adric dying. Um, oh, okay, so oh, yeah. that must be set before the, uh, spare parts is. Um, but obviously, no, I, don't does... I don't know if it can,
0: can it? Because I mean, they can set it whenever they, they want, actually. But right, at, I mean, time flight, which happens after Shock is literally seconds after it, because they're all shell-shocked from, from Adric's death yeah. at the start of that show. Tegan leaves at the end of it, so yeah. you've got that big space. So I'd have thought maybe after Ark of Infinity and before Mordian Undead. So, so, you, so you could have an indeterminate amount of time with the Doctor, Nissa and Tegan just traveling together and meeting, what's his name? Mark. Yeah, seems a bit ordinary in some ways, you know. No, it's, it's, um,
1: it's short for something, my, Is it? My, uh, my yeah. football or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that that's quite a good, uh, quite a good story. As well. Oh, how okay, for it? Yeah. Is it so, a happy uh, story? Uh, uh, no, it sort of uh. starts a bit like. Um, it, it, it's a bit like one of those kind of tough mudder type competitions. Um, they're all they're all running in it, and then it right. and then it all starts going a bit horribly wrong. Um, as as you know, with uh, okay. um, So we we've got some uh, comments here to to uh, yeah. read through. So uh, Jason Thompson, who's at Jason underscore JTT said, um, I think it's remembered rather for one scene and the general hopeless situation rather than being a particularly good story. (laughs) Um, But the scene of a partially converted Yvonne going home really shows the horror of the conversion process much more effectively than any TV story did. Um, So yeah, I, I, I don't quite uh, agree with with Jason mm. there on the uh, bit about the story, but yes, that that scene particularly is is really. Yeah, real.
0: I, I, I think that's like it's like we said earlier, isn't it? I think if, <clears> if you're <throat> going to level any sort of criticism at Mark Platt, it's that he doesn't seem to care much about story. It's all about. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does actually. You know, and that's probably the. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, but he, he, the secondary, the country, I feel, to all the yeah. other stuff which fills
1: his narratives. <clears throat> Um, now, our friend Millie McKenzie, who's at Cal Bear Create, hey. said, I really love this. I haven't listened to many Big Finish mm. um, because I, I don't really know how to process audio. Uh, yeah, she did say that. Yeah. Well, what we, yeah. yeah. Um, so I get lost and confused. But this worked mm. beautifully. It was really powerful and quite, quite hypnotic with all the voices. Yeah, yeah. Hypnosis, um, sure. uh, Gail Wright, who's at Mealy hey, Gary. She just said spare parts is very good, and I have mm. listened to this one because <laughs> she yeah, has brilliant. Yeah, she she not listened to uh, a huge amount. Um, the Metal Hoovian James, who's at the Metal Hoovian, um, if anyone knows uh, the Metal Hoovian, he's a he's a big big Finnish fan, um, and uh, often putting his uh, mini reviews out of uh, stories. Mm. Um one of my favourite Cyberman stories, he says, um, Metal Hoovian. I'd like to know what your favourite uh, audio mm. Cyberman story is, actually. Um robot of death, who's at Graham Ward 68, says absolute classic. Mm. I much prefer the big finish cyber stories to anything since the 60s, and this is one of the best. Mm. Interesting. Ooh, robot of Death. Um, is that why you called it Robot of words. Death? Because you like Cyberman. Uh, at Loz the yard says it's just about the best Cyberman story ever, isn't it? And probably one mm-hmm. of the best Doctor Who stories, full stop, disturbing, moving, and mournful. Um if I were to change anything about it, it would only detract rather than enhance. Uh, Gallifrey's most wanted at Gallifrey's MW Pod says a masterpiece, still one of the best Cybermen stories ever. Yeah. Um, Grumpy two thousand, whose handle is at Grumpy two thousand and oh, but actually two zero 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 one, says overrated and the committee is impossible to understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. I somewhat uh, agree with that, but I think you've got to uh, train your, your ears for it. Mm. Um, I, I, I
0: love the, the sound of the committee. I,
1: I, yeah, it, it is a really good... Artistically uh, affair, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, John Porter at JS Porter 1966 says, one of my favourites, absolute mm. cracker from start to finish. Um, We've got loads here on this one, Paul, it was great. Yeah, this um, this,
0: this, this got quite a lot of um, engagement yeah.
1: when we put this tweet out,
0: which is a while ago now.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, end, of, end of Jan. Uh, Mester the Magnificent, who's at the Mester, just says, wonderful. One of my favourite stories in any medium and the definitive mm-hmm. genesis of the Cybermen. I, I'd love I'd to see it that. fully animated one day. Um, it's definitely canon in in my mind. Mm. Uh, Grumpy Git uh, 2021 says, one of the best Doctor Who stories ever. 10 out of 10. Um Keith say, uh, he's quite right here. Uh well written but unrelentingly grim. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Keith is at fifty DW fifty. Um so he, he's he's not uh, far wrong there. Um Olethros, who's at Ozymandus, says the best Cyberman story bar none. Uh Kyle Wright, who's at Kyle Borgs, says it's most definitely brilliant. Um hmm kieran cooper who's at kieran c49120378 says was desperate to listen to it after such high praise and my god it delivered so sad as well nearly made me cry first Mm. audio to do that one of my faves um so we we got we got loads here so everyone who who, um commented thank you so much um really uh really liked it. Jason the Hoovian Dude, that's a great name, uh, <laughs> at Jason underscore Dude 76. This was the first Big Finish I listened to, and it's still one of my favourites. Um. Yeah, we'll um <clears throat> we'll share a, a, a link to these uh, tweets. Yeah, have there's a read, tons of them here. We can't um, read them all out. For the one time we can't actually read them no. all out,
0: we'll be here all day, won't we? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but thanks um, to so everyone yeah, who that, uh, responded to that. It's, uh, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it, that a story like this can can touch so many people, mostly positive, despite the fact mm-hmm. it's such a grim, dark story. Um, but um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think this is probably—I I, I could be—I could be wrong here—but potentially more well liked than Platt's actual TV story, Ghost like That always does seem to divide opinion, whereas the opinion on this story does seem to be mostly positive. Actually,
1: yeah, there, there was one. One or two. Yeah, one uh, or two dissenters. I perfectly yeah. understand where they're individual. coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mark uh, Platt, though, I saw a comment um, mm. <laughs> from Gallifrey One uh, that just took place last oh, weekend yeah. from Sylvester McCoy, and someone asked him about uh, Ghost Light, and he, he said, I still don't know what it's about. You'll have to ask the writer. <laughs> <That's the> right. <writer. laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Mark's um, under no illusions. He knows exactly what it's out. You know, you listen to him in an interview talking about it, and you think, well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, it's yeah today. Sure, day. Yeah. <laughs> what's, yeah. What, what's
1: difficult about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks very much for, for joining us, everyone, as, as always um will be well our, our next episode following this uh, will be out uh, in another week or so Indeed. so um check that out or if you're listening out of sequence we hope you're uh, enjoying what you're hearing and um you'll stick with us as we continue to explore the Doctor Who universe
0: thank you for your contribution to our podcast please keep listening